Tonight, I'm going to begin the teaching. It's called Proximity, a Revolution of Tenderness. And I'd like to begin tonight by reading to you from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verse 10 to 13. This is Jesus heals the crippled woman. It says, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who had had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight, and she praised God. The word of the Lord. Okay. The Lord taught me a great deal from these few sentences. First, I began to enter through this gospel of Luke, how God loves. The tenderness of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was significant for me as a teacher and someone who, who's constantly teaching you of the path because that's what God has called me to do, that in this gospel, it tells us that Jesus went to the synagogue and he was teaching. Yet none of us know what he taught. The teaching, his preaching, was not recorded. And that was God's will. God wanted it that way. What was recorded was an instant, a moment of love. The Lord enters, imagine the synagogue, imagine the people there, and he is attentive. He notices this woman. This woman, it does not tell us in the gospel that she was seeking healing, she was there, and Jesus noticed her. So we see that the love of God is attentive. He is attentive to each one of us. He notices us. The heart of God immediately is drawn to her suffering. The love of the heart of Jesus Christ is compassionate. Before he even heals her, in the heart of God, he is already suffering with her and for her. And then he calls out to her and he tells her, woman, 
you are freed of your infirmity. Now, he could have left it at that. Yet, the love of God is a love that is close. He, he comes close to us to touch us. So the Lord approaches her and he lays his hands on her. These three sentences reveal love, divine love, authentic, pure, holy love. A love that must be attentive, compassionate, and a love that approaches, that touches. Now, why is this gospel so significant for me personally? Because I'm going to share a personal experience with you of self-knowledge that I received from the Lord through this gospel. A few weeks ago, Peter and I traveled to Boston. And on our last day in Boston, it was a Sunday, we were both walking hand in hand back to our hotel to get ready to go to the airport to come back home. While we were walking on the sidewalk, I saw an old woman, a homeless woman, and she was carrying all of these bags in her hands. It was very cold in Boston, and it was Sunday, so the building was closed. Immediately, I took notice of her. I was attentive to her. And my heart was like a magnet drawn to this homeless old woman. I felt so sorry for her, seeing her age, seeing her in the cold. And I started in my heart to suffer with her and for her. My gaze of my eyes couldn't leave her. Peter and I kept walking, and I see her going door to door in the building, trying to find a door that was open. I, I just kept watching her and watching her, but then we continued on our way to, to the hotel. The next day, we're home. I'm back in Miami, and this was the gospel of the day. And what did Jesus teach me about my capacity to love? And this is what the Lord showed me. Yes, I was attentive to her. I wasn't oblivious to this soul. And yes, my heart suffered with her and for her. But if you remember, not too long ago, I gave a teaching in this community of the rich young man. And I told all of us that we needed to pray to see what's the one thing we're lacking. 
And the Lord showed me in this incident of my life the one thing I was lacking. And that was proximity. The one thing I did not do was I did not approach her and touch her. My love was still at a distance. And that is another section of our path. How Peter loved Jesus very much, but his love was not yet perfected. And he maintained himself still at a distance from the Lord. And the Lord revealed that to me. And I started to ponder love. And last week, two weeks ago, I should say, I gave you a message from the Lord for Advent. And in one of those sentences, I said to you, the Lord told us, that he wanted each of us to prepare this Advent by recommitting ourselves to live with greater faithfulness and zeal, the simple path to union with God. And so I started to pray to the Lord. My Lord, what do you personally for me? How do I recommit? What in the path? This Advent, do you want me to focus on? And as I prayed to the Lord, one word kept coming to my heart. And that word was proximity. And I knew that that word was in our path, spoken by Pope Francis. And not only is it mentioned once in our path, the word proximity by Pope Francis is mentioned twice. First, it's mentioned on page 184. And Pope Francis tells us this. A society without proximity where gratuity and affection without compensation between strangers as well is disappearing, is a perverse society. The church, faithful to the word of God, cannot tolerate such degeneration. A Christian community in which proximity and gratuity are no longer considered indispensable is a society which would lose her soul. The cross that we are called to become one with Jesus crucified, the cross 
the wood of the cross is both vertical and horizontal. That's very important and very significant because in order to be fully crucified so that our hearts can love in union with Jesus, Cru Jesus Christ, we must live the cross on earth both vertical and horizontal. If we live a life vertically and lacking it horizontally, we are disordered. And if we live our life horizontally, lacking a vertical dimension, we'll continue to be in disorder. What does this mean? If you look at the cross, you have the vertical and the horizontal. Vertically, is the gaze in Jesus Christ constantly to heaven, to the Father, united into the Father. It means that we live our life also in Christ in a deep interior life, a, 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 a spiritual life, a life of prayer, a life of adoration, a life of gratitude and thanksgiving. In the center is the heart of Jesus. The heart connects the vertical with the horizontal. What is in the horizontal part of the cross? Jesus's arms and hands. Okay, so I'm going to show you what the Lord is teaching me for Advent. The Lord tells us we are called to love God with all our hearts, with all our mind, with all our strength, and with all our soul. Vertical. And we are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the horizontal part. It's a love that must love with a tenderness of our faculties. It's a love that must more and more be attentive to the moment. Most acts of love, as God reveals to us in that gospel of Luke, is an instant. It was a touch of the hand of God on this sick woman. That moment in Boston was an instant. It came to my mind 
a few years ago when we were in New York and I was with Maria and there was another homeless woman, except this was a young woman, a very young woman, early 20s, maybe late teens. And she was sitting in the staircase of the subway. Maria noticed her. She suffered with her and for her, but Maria did what I did not do. Maria went up to her and touched her and looked at her straight in the eyes and told her that God loves her. That is love. If you go to page 242 and 243 of the path, the Lord brought me and said, this is where you're going to focus, Lord, is for Advent, to live the message I gave you in this community. Again, the Lord leads me first to Pope Benedict, Pope Benedict XVI, and he said to us, this is page 242, faith which sees the love of God revealed in the pierced heart of Jesus on the cross gives rise to love. Love is the light. And in the end, listen carefully, my community, the only light that can always illuminate a world grown dim. The entire path that God has given us is to transform us into love. In the next page, 243, the first sentence of the teaching of the Lord, number 88, says this. Only love radiates the light of God. Nothing else. The Lord has told us that we are called to be his light, not only his light, but his light as his living host in a world that is growing darker and darker by the day. Community, only love, only love radiates that light. Now, at the bottom of page 243, Pope Francis again speaks, and the Lord again draws me to the words of Pope Francis. Again, here he speaks of proximity. Pope Francis tells us, when we have external enemies that make us suffer, so much, it is not easy to win with love. We'll think about all the people in our lives that make us suffer. 
spouses, children, friends, mothers, fathers, mothers-in-laws, fathers-in-laws, and on and on. It is not easy to love them, people that hurt us. Pope Francis goes on to say, there is the desire to take revenge, don't we know that? To turn another against him, murmuring. He says, love. The meekness that Jesus taught us, this is our victory, our faith. He goes on to say, I see clearly that the thing the church needs most today, this is page 244, is the ability to heal wounds and to warm the hearts of the faithful. It needs nearness, proximity. I see the church as a field hospital after battle. What did Our Lady of Guadalupe tell us when we went on pilgrimage in 2016? Our Lady of Guadalupe said, It is here in the sacrifice of the Mass that I am forming you as God's holy warriors of love to fight the final battle. How did the Lord begin to form me as a mother of the cross? With the most powerful experience that I have had till this day. And it was an experience that was an instant. It wasn't another teaching, a writing. It was an instant, a moment of love. When my little boy came into the kitchen and I knelt on my knees and I hugged him. through Christ, with Christ, and in Christ. It was a moment of one of the greatest graces of the Holy Spirit I have ever received in my life. The Lord showed me that that act of proximity, that touch, that kiss, there were no words. The only words were, good morning. I love you. Alex, that was my Alex. And the Lord revealed to me that that act of love through him, with him and in him touched a child in the world that needed desperately the touch of a mother. My community, it is not a bunch of doing it is the proximity of tenderness that has the power of God to change the world. The Lord also gave me self-knowledge. 
I love to take my two-year-old granddaughter on bike to the park. But you know what I do many times when I get to the park? I'm watching her play. And I get on my cell phone and start reading my emails. Or I catch up on phone calls. And the Lord showed me that's you're lacking in love. Why? Because I'm not fully present to my two-year-old granddaughter. Proximity. I need to be fully attentive to that little girl. I need to allow her innocence and beauty because God wishes to touch me through her. But we are all distracted, very distracted with a lot of good things. We can go to dinner, not just our teenagers with cell phones, adults, we do it too. We can go to dinner and we hear the little click go off on our phone. And we have to see right away who's called us. And we can become distracted on what's on our phone. And those people sitting next to us don't have the full love of attention of our full heart. That is not how God loves. The Lord is perfecting us in love. He took me this morning to the section in our path on tenderness, on the touch, and I was amazed. Why? Guess what? Another teaching from Pope Francis on page 292 of our path. What was the Pope telling me this morning in our path? This is what I read. This is page 292. Wounds hurt, and even more so when not treated tenderly. Looking at baby Jesus, all tenderness, I ask for all this attitude that we may know how to treat with care and tenderness all wounds. They are there. It is not possible to hide them or deny them. Just a gentle touch from our heart with silence and respect can bring relief. And then on page 294 of our path, number 106, the Lord said to us, the love of God will stretch your love beyond your physical capacities. 
The expansion of the tent of your hearts is a most painful process. You have to choose to love the most difficult to love. You must always choose love, patience, and tenderness. That means if at times I am having difficulty loving my husband, I must choose to move through those difficulties to proximity, to touch him, to caress him. If at times it is difficult to love anyone, your mother-in-law, your own mother at times can be the most difficult to love. We must choose to love as Jesus loves, attentive. The only way our hearts expand to love is through the most difficult to love. And I was amazed by the end today because the joy I felt was so great. Why? Because I realized that the Lord took me to all the passages he wanted me to read in the path were from almost all from Pope Francis. And the joy and the gift I received from the Lord was I felt I received the heart of our Pope this morning. I was overflowing with love of Pope Francis. I understood the gift of God to the church, to me, through this beloved Pope. I was on fire with gratitude and love of what God is bringing to the church, his church, his body. The message of God through Pope Francis is a message of proximity, a love that isn't full of the intellect, a love that isn't full of great speeches and great teachings, a love that can go to the most wounded. He tells us the church, the world, is full of wounded people. We are all wounded. And the only thing that has the power to heal those wounds is tenderness. Pope Francis is so human, so human. He's constantly speaking about the revolution of tenderness. And Satan constantly gets something that can bother people about what he said. And that becomes the entire focus where they miss the message of God to the church through Pope Francis. And what it was so beautiful to see is that God made sure 
that the message he is bringing to the church through Pope Francis is clearly stated and taught in the simple path to union with God. And I want to end tonight with a beautiful example of a letter that Father Ron received years ago. And this letter he read to me again recently, and he's going to share with you how it reveals the power of proximity, of tenderness. I received this letter because I was retiring from the parish. I was retiring from the priesthood. And this person who I had last seen when she was in third or fourth grade had gotten word that I had a physical address. And so she sent the letter to the parish that was given to me. And in my 50 years of priesthood, I have kept and treasured this letter, not because of the beauty of the letter, because of the lesson that I learned that I had never learned in my life. This event occurred in 1971. I was a young assistant in a parish in the ghetto. There were about three or four families left who had belonged to the church. And the church had a school. 75% of the children going to that school were from the ghetto and they were non-Catholic. A handful of Catholics still were left in the church. Now, who were these people left in the ghetto? They were the poorest of the poor white people. And one of the families, the wife had been abandoned overnight by her husband. And the youngest child at the time was probably four or five. When the child got to the fourth grade, she started to lock up within herself and she would stay home and speak to no one. And when that would happen, her mother would call the parish in desperation and ask for me to come and speak to Elizabeth. I did not know the path. I was not a holy priest at the time. But I did have an empathy 
for the poor because I had been that poor and I could relate to them. And so I would went to Elizabeth's little apartment and I would talk to her. But Elizabeth would sit in a chair facing the wall. She would never turn to me, say, hello, father. Nice seeing you, father. Never once did Elizabeth acknowledge my existence. But I would stay there and talk to Elizabeth about how convinced I was of how much love God had for her. A month would go by, the phone would ring. Father Ron, please come and talk to Elizabeth. She locked out, went to one of those moods. I can tell you that I hated it. I can tell you that there was no part of me that wanted to do this. I just thought it was the dumbest, stupidest waste of time that I should sit there and talk to this little girl facing the wall. I did it because I felt so sorry for the mother. I'd spend a half hour, an hour talking to Elizabeth and leave. I moved on from that parish in 71. And then in 2004, this is the letter I get from Elizabeth. I knew you as Father Ron from Immaculate Heart of Mary Church and School. The man who could make everyone smile and get the word of the Lord into my head like no one else could. You are the best teacher I ever had in life. My name is Elizabeth. I wasn't going to school in fourth grade and made life so hard for everyone around me. You gave me your time and love to try to help me. The words you told me then, I could not hear, but I hear them now. <clears throat> they have helped to shape me. After fourth grade, things were okay for a while. but I still was not the person I should have been. At, I moved out at 15 to live with a guy for eight years. 
those eight years were dark for me. But I stayed close with my mother and I would always hear you in my head. But I never listened. I left that house in 1991 and moved back home. And the light came back to me slowly. I want you to know who I am now. I'm married to a very loving man. I will be married 11 years. I work for a service, a food service. I'm happy. I'm a good person. I use those words you gave me. I keep them very close to me and don't think I would have made it without you in my life. You treated me better than my own father. Maybe for those years, that's why I had you. Thank you, God. I will always remember the priest who jogged through the projects and said hello to everyone. I will remember your love for my brother, David, but mostly I will remember you and your words and your actions. I want to write you more at another time. If that okay to tell you about my family. Wow. I was stunned. I was shocked. My presence, my words, my actions. And I thought it the greatest waste of time in my life. I dreaded it. I didn't even do it with love. I did it with empathy or sympathy for her mother. I no more thought I was reaching that girl than reaching the moon. We have no <clears throat> idea how God can use us through the teaching that Lourdes gave tonight through the teaching of presence, touch, look, smile, being there without the cell phone, being there without distraction, and giving the person ourself. It was the gift of myself to this girl that changed her life. Did I do it for years? Three or four times that I remember. Now, of course, during the year she saw me and at Christmas I would make sure the families got presents. But this is what God did with that.
This is why the teaching is the gospel. This is why the Pope is centering on tenderness and proximity and presence. Every Pope has been a gift to the church. But this Pope gives us a gift we have left unopened. And we need to grasp it and give it to others and receive it ourselves. Because we also need to be attentive to those who want our attention. Amen. Amen.